This is Wolf Bites, your new podcast featuring entrepreneurs and athletes. We'll be asking questions you want to know. And of course, if you have any suggestions or someone you know should be featured, let us know by following us on Wolf Bites Instagram or our site wolfbites.com. That's W-O-L-F-B-T-E-S.com. So let's get this started. Another episode of Wolf Bites. Our today our featured guest is Grace Tech. Grace is a former Providence College Division I runner turned pro triathlete and has been crushing it lately. Grace lives and trains in Australia and most recently took home a silver medal at the medal at the Taiwan Ironman. Grace is sponsored by Energy Athlete, Hoka Australia, and many others. So, Grace, we're so excited to have you on here today, especially coming right off your race. You must be super jet-lagged and tired, um, but yeah, you did really well. Um, could you tell us about the race, how you felt, how you worked your way up to second place? Yeah, thanks for yeah, having thanks. you on, on the podcast um, today. Uh, yeah, I got back from Taiwan yesterday. Um, it was a great trip for me. As you said, I finished up second over there. Um, I was in fourth place coming off the bike and managed to run down um, two spots and end up in second um, behind Sarah Crowley, who um, is an amazing athlete. So I was um, pretty stoked with the result. Uh, with the result. Um, and it's good it's setting me up for the rest of the year. Yeah, that sounds really great. Um, so as I mentioned before, you ran at PC. Um, I know that iron training for Ironman are definitely pretty different, but what do you see is like the most challenging and most difficult for you going from training as um, a distance runner to going to the half Ironman or Ironman? Um. Probably definitely a little bit more time when you're training for the, the half, half Ironman um, triathlon, you're training for three different sports, essentially the swim, bike and run, um, as opposed to just running in college where you're kind of focusing on the running. Um, having said that, I was quite injury prone throughout my college days. And so I did actually spend quite a fair bit of time cross training um, and particularly in my last season at PC, um, you know, I was on the bike as a second run and I was on the Alter G a lot. Um, I was swimming a little bit with the swim team. So um, I kind of had that little bit of preparation, I guess, in that last year before I kind of transitioned into triathlons when I returned back to Australia. So um, definitely think the challenge is um, the bike for me. Uh, I come from a swimming background, having swum from the age of six to about 16 and then a little bit in college uh, and obviously running my whole life so I think the bike's been the the most challenging part um, of the half Ironman trying to get that um, better and I think it just really takes time and consistency um, and patience to to get that up to a certain level and it still needs work but it's definitely improved and I've seen um, improvements even in the last six months on the bike. Yeah I didn't know that you swam when you were for like 10 years that's pretty crazy. How did you choose to run at PC if you were swimming all the time? Yeah, so 
Um, I was swimming probably not super competitively, mainly when I was kind of, you know, 10, 10, 12, 13, I'd, I'd do a few races, but um, I always really um, wanted to focus on running. I had a lot of goals um, that I wanted to achieve with running and I'd always wanted to go to college. So I actually did dabble in triathlons for one year when I was 15. Um, oh, wow. I was part of a development squad in Australia um, and then I decided um, that, yeah, as I said, I wanted to focus on running. So that's where, um, I started to look into colleges in America and, um, pursuing that. So, um, I think, yeah, I always had, had those goals that I wanted to achieve. And then, um, I guess, I guess injury probably is the reason, um, I was brought to the sport of triathlon, um, you know, I was injured so so often, just my body couldn't handle more than probably 50 miles a week of training. So I really had to supplement that with um, with cross-training and running on the Alter-G in, in that last year. And I thought making that switch to triathlon was probably a smart move for my body um, and also just a change of, change of sport and, you know, a, another challenge ahead. Yeah, that's, it's crazy because as a runner myself, when I have to cross train, I want to like throw the bike against the wall <laughs> or like if I have to swim, I hate, I, I actually can't swim, but I hate getting in the pool. I hate everything about it, but it's interesting how you turned it into something so positive and you started doing triathlons. So how long was it when, or after you graduated until you started doing your first triathlon and was it an Ironman or just? Yeah, so um, I graduated in 2014 um, and I got back to Australia um, around September, started training uh, for triathlons because that's what I had decided I would do. Um, So I just raced some local triathlons for the first, I think probably about four years, Um, nothing overseas um and they were all shorter triathlons so sprint distance maybe a handful of olympic distance races um but no half ironman so i actually did my first half ironman last february um so i've only been kind of in that middle distance um what they call middle distance triathlon or the half distance um half Ironman distance races uh, for just over a year now. Um, I made that switch um, at the end of 2017 um, where I got my pro license as well. So I kind of moved to professional racing at the same time as I moved to half Ironman. So it was kind of a big change up. I think a lot of people tend to uh, race age group half Ironman and then eventually move to um, professionally, but I kind of just did it all at once. Um, so yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't a huge jump for me because I guess I wasn't used to doing half Ironmans anyway. So doing it age group or professionally was um, kind of pretty, pretty much all of much, uh, much of a muchness really. So yeah, yeah that's how I got into it. So when I think of Ironman, I get tired just thinking about it. I'm sure you get this question all the time. But what is is your training like? Like, do you train the entire day? Like, do you get breaks? How does it work? Yeah, so um, I guess... I guess with my history of injury and just um, everyone's different, um, I'm pretty new to the sport. So my training probably looks um, not 
super intense compared to other competitors I, I race against. Um, I think two weeks ago was my biggest training week and it was still only about 21 hours for the week. So um, I guess training-wise... <laughs> Training wise, it's um, it it changes from week to week, but generally, um, four to five swims a week. Um, on the bike, I I ride predominantly on the wind trainer just because it's a bit safer. So popping the bike inside and doing indoor kind of turbo sessions. Um, so I do about three of them, and then I do one outside ride, which is a long ride. And actually, interesting with my with my running, I'm only running outside once a week um, for my long run, um, and the other two runs I do um, either some longer reps or some threshold runs. I actually do them on the Alter G um, as just a bit of an injury preventative measure. Um, so I, I'm not actually running nearly as much as I I was in my college days. I don't know if I'm really able to improve that much on three runs a week, but um, I'm able to kind of keep it quite consistent um, and manage that load through my feet where I've been uh, injured in the past. Do you like it better not running as much or do you miss it? Um, I do miss it, but I quite like um, uh, because I'm training, it's not like I'm, you know, I'm still running three times a week um, and doing a bunch of other training. So it, I like the variation in, in the different training. I think I, I miss the, um, the college culture of running with teammates. Um, when I do my long run on Sunday, I do run with um, two of my training buddies, which is, um, or sometimes more, um, which is awesome. Um, I really enjoy, you know, the company, but Sometimes I really do like running by myself and the old G forced to run by yourself. So it's good for, you know, clearing the mind and I just chuck on Netflix as well if I if I get bored and um, all's good to go. Yeah. So do you, you watch Netflix? Do you listen to any music to keep you entertained? Oh, uh, yeah, mainly Netflix actually because the indoor sessions um, I also, yeah, put on Netflix Um um, there's a program called Zwift. I'm not. I'm sure that you might be familiar with it. I think they've just brought out a running one, but I use the bike version, um, which is kind of like the virtual, um, a virtual, I guess, ride where you can see other people out on the course where you're riding. Um, you can ride like around New York City, um, and so. Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. You can, you know, give the thumbs up um, to people riding past. Um, yeah, and it's pretty cool. Everyone who's on. Is it like real people? Yeah, everyone who's on are, um, are real people. So, um, oh, and you can do you were... races and everything against them. Oh, that's really cool. I thought you were giving that thumbs up to like cartoon people. <laughs> oh, no, no. Actually, yeah, it's actually. Um, um, yeah, it's called Zwift and yeah, everyone on it are, are real people and there's, you know, you, you can organize group rides. So if, you know, you want to ride with a bunch of your mates, you can all jump on and ride virtually. So it's, it's pretty neat. And I think a lot of, um, a lot of cyclists and triathletes are doing it these days, um, as a safer option. Um, a lot of the time you hear about unfortunate incidents riding out on the road. So I think um, you can get some really solid training done um, on this program and it's connected to your wind trainer. So if you're going up a hill, you can feel uh, that resistance. So you have to change gears. So it's quite interactive and um, 
entertaining in itself and then combine that with some Netflix and you're you're all set up (laughs) yeah you can't really watch Netflix when you're writing outside no it doesn't work Um, what, what is your favorite workout? Is it the bike? Is it swimming? Or like, do you have, do you like long runs the best? Um, I think my favorite workouts are probably the long ride and the long run. Um, probably cause they're a bit more social, they're outside. Um, and you know, obviously with company, um, is always, always good. So, um, definitely, definitely the long ride and the long run, which, um, are usually scheduled for Saturday morning and Sunday morning. So the weekend's usually, a, um, my favorite, you know, time of the week to train. Yeah. sounds pretty chill and you can actually talk with people. Yeah, for sure. Um, unless my coach puts efforts in the middle of it, but he doesn't usually do it. So, um, yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely fun when you're out there and, um, doing it socially. Yeah. Do you have a group that you train with or are they triathletes or are they like random runners or, or pro runners? Um, so I'm, I'm with energy lab, which is a, um, a squad that my coach, um, started, um, and his, his wife is a triathlete as well. Um, and so I train with her and then I train with a few other people, um, who get, um, coached by my coach, Pat. Um, and then, so yeah, some of our bike riding and running sessions do overlap. Um, and then in the swimming, um, I swim with a squad. Um, so there's, a bunch of a bunch of people sometimes up to seven people in a lane which is um i guess good and bad in a way but um it's really good because it pushes you to um to swim faster and there's different lane options so you can if you're feeling a bit ambitious you can go to the fast lane and um, get dragged along by some of the really um good guys in there yeah so do you do doubles at all like swim in the morning or something like that and then run the afternoon yeah, so most of my days, um, I probably do two sessions. So um, anytime I swim, I'll always do either a bike or run that day, um, as well. And then on the long on the long rides, I don't usually do a double. Sometimes I might swim. Um, and on the run day on Sunday, I'll do a gym session in the in the evening. So um, yeah, I guess if you it's about five bikes and four. Uh, five, five bikes, five runs, three, sorry, five bikes, five swims, three runs. That's 13 plus about two strength sessions a week. So that's 15. Yeah. So usually at least twice, twice a day on average. That's crazy. Um, How do you refuel? Like, what do you usually eat? Because if I run in the morning and then I know I'm going to have a night session, yeah. I feel like I have to be careful of what I eat. Like, I feel like I'm going to, like, barf or, like, fart. <laughs> like, I don't know. How, how do you do it? What do you do? Uh, well, I've definitely noticed, especially in the last six months when I've um, increased my training, I'm literally hungry all the time. Um, I'm having, you know, bowls of cereal as snacks throughout the day. Um, so I've never really had much of an issue with watching what I eat before a workout. Um, my stomach's usually been pretty good with that, which is, um, which is pretty lucky. Um, so usually, you know, I'll swim in the mornings and I'll 
I'll come home, have a huge breakfast, usually take maybe a two-hour nap and then I'll run or bike ride when I get up. So I've had kind of that time to digest the food, um, might have another snack just before, like a bar before I get onto the bike or, or to run just so I'm not too hungry um, in the middle of it. So I guess it depends what session um, as to what I eat beforehand. But generally speaking, I'll always eat before a bike and a run session. Um, swim sessions I do at 5.30 in the morning. So I'd, I take sleep over eating beforehand. So um, yeah. Yeah, don't eat anything before a swim, but I'll eat a lot after and then um, depending on the session, um, the next session in the day, kind of schedule my eating around that. So usually like to have an hour at least um, from eating to, to training just to let everything digest. But again, it depends what I'm eating as to how long I need to leave between it. Yeah. Do you follow a certain diet? Are you like in uh, or? No, I I eat basically anything. I think anything in moderation. Um, I'm yeah. actually a huge sucker for chocolate um, and all things sweet. So uh, I love chocolate and donuts. So they're probably my weaknesses. Um, I definitely schedule them in throughout the week. But um, I guess I'm trying to be a little bit better with eating um eating less of the, uh, of those things but um I just think you know you, you can't deprive your body of things you like so you kind of just yeah. have to um yeah everything in moderation and I eat you know plenty of um healthy foods throughout the day with you know all the food groups and everything so it's not like I have a specific diet or any I'm not allergic to anything I actually like almost any food I think the one thing I just don't like is a parsnip um that's probably one food that I will refuse to eat um but everything else is all good yeah what about during during your race like in an Ironman are you like packing donuts or like using <laughs> a or something I wish um but yeah, I am sponsored by 32GI, so I use um, their products throughout the race. Usually prior to the, the race, I'll have um, some Wheat Bix, which is an Australian cereal um, with a bit of milk, and then I'll have you know two pieces of toast with Vegemite, which is another Australian spread. Um, so I usually eat that a couple of hours beforehand, maybe two, two and a half, um, and then during the race, I'm usually pretty fueled on um, gels which just contain a lot of uh, fast sugar to digest um, I also drink a kind of a electrolyte drink mixed with some uh, a carbohydrate high energy drink um, throughout it so that's kind of what keeps me going through the race so I guess by the end of the race I'm pretty sick of having gels um, and I'm looking for something a little bit more substantial, um, craving something else other than, yeah, sugar. So um, yeah. usually the post-race meal includes some kind of fatty food or even just like a salad or something that feels a little bit fresh um, and healthier than the sugars I've consumed during the race. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, so, I mean, I've watched races like Ironman on TV and stuff like that. 
This is kind of a weird question, but it's always one that's on my mind because it happens to me when I'm running or like on the bike chafing. Like, how do you avoid chafing? You're going in the water and then you're coming out and you're running. Doesn't that bother you or what do you do? Yeah, well, I've actually had um, a few races where I've pulled up really sore afterwards um, from chafing. I think um, definitely Vaseline and um, a product called Body Glide are definitely your friends out um, on the mm-hmm. course and you make sure you apply a lot of that um, beforehand. But there's always areas that you um, forget about. Um, I often get pretty bad chafing on my neck when I'm swimming in a wetsuit. <laughs> Um, I always forget to put the Vaseline in the right spot. So it's always a bit (laughs) chafed and red the next day. Um, Yeah. And I guess key things to look for, for chafing uh, in the saddle area is definitely having the right race suit. So um, you have kind of a chamois on the inside of a race suit that helps with some padding around um, the saddle area. So you kind of have to find the right, um, the right one for you because everyone's different and everyone's you know body shapes are different so I think finding the right race suit is important and then also a saddle um, every saddle is um, slightly different so finding those that fit um, are probably pretty crucial I I find in a race you, you don't really think so much about the chafing while it's happening um, you definitely can feel it after but I think you're in that mindset where you're all all thinking about racing that you're not really thinking about the chafing but in training I find is probably actually the worst when I'm getting the chafing when I go for you know you know three and a half four hour long rides um that's probably the worst time so um yeah I think just being clever about where you apply Vaseline and body glide and then making sure you have the equipment that suits you yeah but yeah it definitely happens it's um, probably not spoken about I've talked about it as as often, but um, definitely um, I think it's even worse for the full Ironman um, when they're doing um, even longer, so up to nine, ten hours um, of tra- of racing. Yeah, that's got to be like city. Yeah, the half Ironman is um, not as bad, but, yeah, if you have the wrong stuff and the wrong equipment for you, then, yeah, um, definitely feel it and I think after one of my races last year I, I was wearing a suit and um, it chafed pretty bad and I couldn't actually swim bike or run for a week after the race okay. um, yeah so uh, or shower I feel yeah, like that it hurts <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that stinks all right yeah. so for the Ironman it goes swim bike run right mm-hmm yeah, correct. What are you thinking about on the run after you've swam and you've biked and you're tired? Are you ever just like, I don't know, when I do long runs, sometimes I think about like names and come up with like random patterns or something like that. What do you think about? Um, well, on the run, I'm, I'm usually off the bike a little little further way back so on the run I'm usually thinking about the next person ahead of me and if I can catch them and um you kind of zone out in a way um we you I don't know I don't really think about a whole lot I'll often think about how far the person is ahead of me um and kind of a little bit of self-talk and um kind of think positively um 
But yeah, I think actually the biggest struggle for me is on the bike. I find mentally I doubt, <laughs> I doubt myself sometimes. And I think, you know, oh, why am I doing this? Why do I put myself through this? But then when it comes to the run, like I really enjoy that part. So um, that's the part where, you know, I'm chasing people down or um, just thinking about, you know, my run and how I can, um, you know, improve my technique to be a bit more efficient and and that kind of stuff so the run I never really have too many moments of doubt or um or moments of boredom I guess I'm always thinking about um who's up ahead Uh, yeah yeah I feel like anyone who's doing an Ironman would kind of think oh my gosh I'm five hours in how am I gonna keep going yeah crazy yeah, I think the full Ironman is even more of a mental battle because you're, you're out there for double as long. I think, yeah, I'm lucky with the half Ironman that it's not as long. But um, I think with anything, you, you know, you do have moments of maybe weakness or doubt where you, it starts to slip in. You have to kind of think of strategies and think of, think of ways to overcome that, um, that mental, mental barrier, I guess. Yeah, I think that's probably the same with any sport, you know. Um, there's just a way you have to um, change your way of thinking to, to overcome it. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, when you look at people like yourself, like pros, you think, oh, my gosh, they look fine. They're not thinking. They're not struggling at all. But, yeah, You I do guess. struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I take I take my hat off to um, particularly to age groupers because they're doing the same race as I am, but they're out often out there for a couple of hours extra. So, um, you know, usually the professionals we start earlier in the morning. Um, age groupers could start, you know, an hour or so after, and then be running, you know, a couple of hours after we finish. So it's they're out for even longer, and they're usually out in um in the weather where it's you know hotter out there and the conditions are harder so um definitely take my hat off to to anyone who you know participates in a full or a half iron man because yeah it can be pretty brutal out there yeah for sure what what's one race that is like really memorable for you whether good or bad and why um, probably the most memorable was my first race and that was in Geelong. Um, it was a half Ironman in February last year. Um, yep. and I guess my three goals going into the race were to finish the race, um, to have fun and to learn, to make mistakes that I can learn from going forward. Um, which I definitely hit all of those points. Um, although the first one about finishing, it was, um, it was an interesting finish to the race. There's actually some videos on YouTube, I think, um, if you Google it. But um, I had gotten off the bike and I was equal second um, out of transition when mm-hmm. I was starting the run. So I managed to get into second place, um, but I think I was still about six minutes behind the girl um, in the lead. And eventually I actually caught her with 1K to go. Um, and so I passed her. And so I'm winning – um, like in the winning spot um, in my first ever half Ironman race. And yeah. um, I, I didn't have much time or space between me and the girl I had just passed. And I got into the finish shoot um, with about 
I don't know, 100 metres or so to go. And people behind me are like, oh, it's going to be sprint finish. Like, you got to hurry up. And so I started to freak out. At this stage, my legs were pretty whacked. Um, my nutrition on that first race was pretty poor and I didn't have anything to – I didn't consume any um, any form of food in the last hour and probably 35 minutes of the race. So I was um, definitely in um, energy deficient state. And so um, – Everyone was telling me like, oh, you got to sprint. So I started sprinting, but my legs actually kind of gave way. And so I fell down about 30 meters no. from the finishing line. Um, and then I picked myself up and I looked back and she wasn't as close as people had made out she was. So I keep running and then I fall over one meter from the finishing line. She passes me and I uh. end up losing by about seven seconds by the time I get back up and cross the line. So um, it's definitely um, a memorable moment. Um, I'm still very happy with my second place that day because, as I said, I just went in there to, you know, to finish and have fun and to make mistakes to learn from. So I definitely hit those goals um, and it was like a cherry on the top to be on the podium um, in my first race. But, yeah, it's yeah. Um, pretty close, um, pretty close race and uh, definitely a memorable one that, you know, I'll remember forever. Yeah. Oh my God. That's like, that's crazy. Your, your legs must have just felt like jelly. Like, how did you feel once you got up again and you were like so close to the line? Yeah, I was I'm basically in my head just like I've only got maybe 20 or 30 metres, like come on, like you can do it. And then I just – it was kind of like one of those moments where you see people, you know, finishing a marathon where they start to get like that staggered, um, like they're staggering around kind of look and you never think that's going to actually happen to you. Um, and so it was like, oh, God, like, you know – like my heart really wants it. Like I want to win, but like my just body is just not letting me today. So, um, it was definitely, it was definitely hard, but, um, yeah, I mean, I was still stoked with the results. So it wasn't so much about that. It was just, um, I guess a shame that I couldn't, you know, finish it off in that last 20 or 30 meters. Yeah. But I feel like ghosts, even some people, if they just fell, they'd be like, Oh, great. And then just like kind of take their time getting back up, but at least you like you finished it and you did really yeah, I, well. I tried to hustle, but um, it probably didn't look like that. I definitely didn't feel like I sprung up uh, from the ground. It def I definitely took all my energy to get up and then keep going. But um, yeah. yeah, you learn from these things. And I think the biggest learning from that was to make sure I take nutrition on the run, which I did not. So um, definitely something I've worked on and um, I haven't had that happened to me again so touch wood that was the last time yeah definitely um what's one what's something you wish you knew before you started triathlon hmm. that's a good question um oh there's probably a, quite a few things um yeah I think, yeah i i think Triathlon's kind of a learning process that you're learning each race anyway. So um, I don't think you've ever you've ever fully know everything. I think each race is a new opportunity to learn things. Um, I think, as I just spoke about, 
race nutrition probably would have been a really important thing before that first race, um, knowing, um, you know, how many gels I should have taken in the run leg to um, minimise the chance of, you know, having that happen at the end. Um, so race, race nutrition, just little things too about travelling. So when you're going overseas, um, not to you know, to book flights that aren't overnight and to book flights where you don't have a long stopover. I remember I was traveling to Japan last year and I was trying to get the cheapest flight possible. And so I ended up having a 12 over 12 hour stopover in Vietnam on the way. Um, so if someone had told me that was a bad idea uh, before, then I probably wouldn't have booked that, but I just booked it to save money. Um, it didn't affect my race in the end. Um, I ended up actually winning that race so um that was uh i yeah it wasn't a i guess a bad decision but just little things about traveling um about nutrition um but i think yeah as with anything it's you know you're learning things every day in every race that um it's kind of it's kind of good to to learn yourself because then that's how you kind of end up growing as an athlete. If someone was to tell you all all of that information, I don't think it would be, you know, as as effective as if you're going through the motions and learning it for yourself. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I ask everyone this question. First of all, do you cook? Do I cook? Yeah. Um, I do cook. I actually live at home to save money at the moment, so my dad's actually a very good cook. Um, he cooks okay. most of my for me, but I do love to cook. Okay. Because I ask everyone this, if you could cook for anyone, who would it be and what would you make? And it can be any meal. Someone gave oh, like wow. a, a five-course meal. If you want to make it five-course, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... That's a hard one. I definitely would probably make um, just a basic meal, I would say. Um, probably just spaghetti bolognese, which is my go-to, um, my go-to favourite meal. And I've ha- had the recipe kind of passed down from my dad who makes it um, makes it really well. So I definitely have him um, sitting there uh, at the table just to make sure, you know, um, it, it tastes good. Um, I would probably, who else would I invite? <laughs> I definitely have my family, um, cause they mean a lot to me. Um, in terms of people I look up to, um, I think there's so many out there that it's hard to kind of pinpoint one or two. Um, I think, I think I would put Ashley have Barack Obama um, at the table. I think he would offer um, some cool stories and insights into his life. And I think he just seems like a really interesting person. I think um, he would be cool to have at the table. Um, And in terms of athletes, um, probably one of the, one of the athletes I look up to um, is another half Ironman um, competitor who um, I race. I've raced a few times. Uh, her name's Radka, and she's from the Czech Republic. And I just think she's awesome. Um, so it would be cool to have her at the table as well. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it's always hard when people ask, you know, who who you'd um, 
who are your idols and who do you look up to? Because I have so many um, that, I, you know, I take inspiration for all of them. There's not one particular person I kind of look up to. But uh, I think, yeah. yeah, that would be a good start to, to have at the, the dinner table. Yeah, that would sound like a good dinner. Top yeah. of broth. Top of broth. Be <laughs> yeah. And something basic, but something that, you know, that I think most people like. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's probably not the most interesting answer you've ever received, but. Um, oh, no. Yeah, great. I'll, awesome. I'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, I guess one last question. Mm-hmm. What do you think about social media and being and like a pro athlete like yourself? Do you find it? I don't know. I guess you can't really say you find it annoying because people are following you anyway and they like love what you post. But like, <laughs> what is it? What is it like? Are you like, I have to post like me training? Yeah. And I don't know. Go ahead. It's- it's definitely a challenge. Um, I think initially I was very apprehensive taking a, um, a triathlon, um, a triathlon Instagram page. Um, I mainly most of my social media is Instagram. Um, I was yeah. really apprehensive about making posts. Do people even want to know about what I'm doing? Um, you know, people are going to find it interesting. Um, so it took a it took a while, probably, you know, six months to really feel a little bit more comfortable posting. Um, and it's definitely still a challenge, um, because sponsors often, um, want you to have that social media presence. Um, but it can be a little bit distracting at times because sometimes, you know, at the back of your mind, you're like, Oh, I need to take a picture of this workout so I can post it later. Um, and yeah, it definitely does, um, does distract in a, in some ways, but I think it also brings out opportunities to connect with other people in the community, you know, to, but then also to promote, you know, companies that help support you. So giving back to them. So uh, I definitely think it's important. I think, um, yeah, it can be, can be annoying at sometimes, um, but I think it, yeah, it's definitely important. And, um, you know, I think it's just being about, about um, being efficient with the time you spend on it and not being too absorbed by, you know, the number of likes you're getting and um, everything. So I think it's just about being genuine in what you post and, um, yeah, and just, you know, be a bit more consistent with that. I think probably one of the best um, bits of information I received actually from Emily Sisson, who's a fellow um, PC alum, she, she said, um, with her posts that someone had told her this, you know, you don't have to post anything interesting. Just literally describe what you're doing in the photo. Um, when it comes to thinking of captions, don't overwork it. Just say, you know, today's run or, you know, whatever, um, whatever you're doing in that photo. And I think Chris. Um, the hashtags and all that. Yeah, I think I lost you for a bit, but oh, yeah. sorry. Oh, okay. I can repeat what I said, but basically, <laughs> basically, um, yeah, keeping it simple and not over and captions and just you know saying it how it is. So um, yeah. the people 
of advice I got from Em. I'm not sure if you heard that. It was just describe what you're doing in the photo um, and keeping it simple like that. And yeah. Yeah. And hoping that, you know, people want to see that they'll follow you if they find it interesting or they'll unfollow you if they don't and not to take that personally. Yeah, that's so true. Just people with regular Instagram accounts, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I do have one last question that I've been meaning to ask you. Mm -hmm. Is there something that you eat that you think helps with injury prevention? Because you were talking about injury prevention a lot and that's just so common with athletes and it is the worst to get hurt especially when you're training for something yeah so I think probably the most important thing for me is most of my injuries have been um stress bone stress related injuries so I think it's for me um making sure that I get enough calcium into my into my system um and also vitamin d whether it's you know being out in the sun or taking supplements um to help absorb that calcium so I think that's really important for for bone health um in terms of other foods that I think are important I just as I mentioned before just a well-balanced diet with a lot of um fresh fruit and vegetables and um having that protein source because I think um you know whether you're vegetarian or not I think protein is like critical so I will always go for a steak or something um uh, meat related but yeah getting that protein source is is super important to help you know your body recover from hard workouts and to help you know build that muscle as well yeah okay great yep okay well i think that just about does it for this episode and grace thank you so much for taking the time i know you're super busy and jet lagged and everything so thank you so much no worries thanks for having me on yeah